0: A45, welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors Podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. That boy All Keith right. was so sleepy right before we started. And then you Hey man. Yo. Hey man, it's the Holy Spirit. Energy, you know what I'm saying? Bro. That word, that word gets you right. So that's it. If you if you hear our audio today it sounds a little better, I'm back in Atlanta. Keith is back <laughs> but, at the crib. I'm packing a career So so uh, audio should be a little better today. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, we really appreciate it, as always. Um, jumping into the text, bro, we are still in this middle section of Deuteronomy, bro, like yeah. the uh, stipulations, right? So remember he had the, the general ones, Ten Commandments, yeah. and then the specific ones. So the specific ones were just an expansion of the general ones, right? right. And so now, twenty-one, Deuteronomy 21, he's still talking about human dignity, right? right? And I got super excited last time. Right uh just talking about it, man, because the Bible just affirms so much some of the some of so many of the uh concerns and gripes that we have, and you know you see here in twenty one that he's going to continue talking about this human dignity right. and he's going to speak of it in terms of these unsolved murder cases right, the protection of females mm-hmm. in captors in war, and the inheritance of children, right yep. and it's interesting that he uses these three groups, yeah, right. And he goes to speak about, you know, women and children. And he goes to the most vulnerable in society because those are the people who usually don't have their human dignity affirmed. Right, 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 right. right. And when we say as Christians, is no, 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 no. We don't affirm dignity to people or we don't assign dignity to people. We just affirm the dignity that is already there. Right, right. Because of the guy who has given it to them. Yeah. And so what, what the Lord is saying here is that Man, these are people that are susceptible to being wounded right. by the expo- exploitation of power in a specific society. Right. And I want you to see this as you read these. Um, don't compare these laws to modern laws. Right, 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 they, right. They live in a ancient context, and these laws are extremely gracious compared to compare the laws to the laws in the ancient Near East. Right, right, right. And you see how careful the Lord is in coming into this context and. uh, Providing a way um, to to love his people with gracious commands, and so uh, one of the things I will say too, again, um, the context is not canonized, right? Like God is not affirming necessarily the actual context they live in. He just incarnates into it, right, right? and comes and lives uh, and and comes and and gives a way for his people to live graciously in the midst of. Uh, a sinful world. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't keep the the shape, right? We're concerned yeah. about the substance. What is it that fit, right? What do we, like, the glass of their times is shaped a certain way, but the purity of the water that is in God, like, fits in that glass. So we want to look through it and see, oh, what things do we see here about God, right? We see God is concerned about the vulnerable, right? The mm-hmm. affirmation of human dignity. Um, so much so that God is going to be Uh, And I hope this word doesn't come off too crass, but God is going to be violently concerned about the affirmation of dignity. It's not Mm -hmm. this passive thing. It's not this soft thing. But there is this sense of urgency. So over and over and over again through this section, we're going to continually come across the phrase. And you may have where God's going to say, no, purge the evil from among you. Purge it from among you. And you do see... That God being, right, adamant about mm-hmm. ensuring that his people live in a certain way where the dignity of people isn't just affirmed, but it's protected. And where it's not, God's going to call it evil, and he wants to make sure that it's purged.
0: Yeah, and and we're spending time on this just, just so you can understand. So what's really interesting is that Paul is going to pick up that phrase, right? Right. You must purge the evil from among you, and he's going to apply it to church discipline, bro. Right. So, 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 what's happening here is it was applied in a certain way in the old covenant, right? When right. they were in the land as a theocracy, you know, religion and politics were intertwined, right? That was the kind of government they were under in that time period. Yeah. And now, Paul is saying, no, 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 we're on the backside of the cross, so the covenant community is the church, right? Right. And so, if someone is in unrepentant sin in the church they need to be removed. Why? Because God wants to cut off the finger to save the hand. Right, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's like, no, 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 at the expense of, I'm not going, like, you need to be removed so that the whole community, so this stuff don't spread and the whole community falls and it ain't no jerk. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So so you just see the graciousness of God there. Um, One of the things I will say, though, is that, again, you see the gospel because what does he do? He talks about the rebellious son and then mm-hmm. he's going to talk about right after that, the curse. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. right, That comes for a person who uh, is hung on a tree. Right. And you see that in the Lord Jesus where he's not a rebellious son, but he died for rebellious sons mm-hmm. and daughters um, who 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 can't keep God's commands. Amen. So, yeah. Deuteronomy 22. Starting in verse uh, 13 of 22, bro, he's going to apply the second or the seventh commandment. So adultery, right? Yeah. And, again, we think of these things so narrowly, right? And the Bible is just so much more expansive and nuanced than we are. And you know, one of the things that um, is interesting about the Christian worldview that I, that I love is that the soul doesn't just matter, but the body does as well, right. right? We are these unities of both bodies and soul. And so what we do with our body to, matters to God, mm. right? And so um, here he's gonna just bring up all these different laws about what it looks like to obey this command. And one of the things that was helpful for me that someone pointed out is that, you know, marriage is the prism through which all sexual freedoms and Mm. prohibitions are rightly understood, Mm. right? So for God, he's trying to protect people. Again, he is about protecting his people for what's most good for them and what would glorify him most. And you see that here in chapter 22 as well. Right, yeah. Yep, and then 23, keep going. The text is just continuing. And what you'll start to see, uh, in certain places, is that the laws begin to overlap? So um, it's not super neat, right? In the way we would probably want it, but yeah. um, you know, none, nonetheless, God is going to uh, call for you know um, just fidelity in all these areas. And in 23, He'll start to talk about the stealing command. And one of the things you see about stealing, right, is right. that you know um, stealing is not just about taking someone's property, mm. right? But it's also about not giving someone uh, what what they're owed. And so uh, you'll see that kind of in 23 and 24, uh, as he continues to expand on some of those. uh, Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of how the Lord is gonna move about here. And oftentimes, again, you'll see this purging and it's saying, um, you know, offenders should be put to death, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I wanna point out is, you know, again, we live in a different covenantal context But at the same time we see that the lord jesus is going to say in hebrews that he died for the sins under the old covenant right right right. and what that means is he took the curse of this covenant he literally died because we couldn't (laughs) keep any of these laws right and we fail constantly and so we need the grace of god and we see the grace of god in the lord jesus and we see even his protection of the marginalized, the widows, the foreigners, the women, the children, those most vulnerable in society. And so we should go and do likewise
1: as followers of him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the way that you've shown your care and concern. It's been consistent in different contexts. So I pray in the context that we're in right now, God, we would look for it um, and we would emulate it so that as people look for your care and concern in our context, they would see it as it shines through us for your glory. It's in Jesus name we pray. Amen.